Hey guys, you're back. We're back. It's season three, episode one of Small Town Scuttlebutt. We've got so much to talk about today. Everything from Mike getting engaged to the craziest post of the week. I'm going to address the heroes under the mask controversy. And our guest today is Dr. Richard Booth, professor at Brown University. And we're going to talk about all the bad stuff that's going on in our heads during this COVID. We're all struggling, and he has some amazing perspective and advice. All right, let's do this. We're hanging. Small Town Scuttlebutt is brought to you by Royal Pizza. Get a great pizza at a great price at Royal Pizza. And by Larkin's Liquors. They are the oldest business in Medford. And by ParkStreetBooks.com. That's right. You want to get a book for your kid, maybe a puzzle, maybe a little box of owl puke to dissect when you get home. You can do that at ParkStreetBooks.com. That's right. And also by Mario's Lawn Care. Mario Apollity is my buddy. He's also my landscaper. He can be yours too. Give him a call. What's that number, Mike? 508-359-8016. Small Town Scuttlebots. Ladies and gentlemen, I am proud to present to you Season 3, Episode 1 of the only podcast on the internet called Small Town Scuttlebutt. And we're recording this show from the Scuttlebutt Subterranean Studio here in Medfield in my basement. And I hang out in the corner of my basement in front of these microphones and recording equipment with my buddy across the table from me. His name is Mike Page. What's going on, Michael? Um, A lot's going on. A lot's happened since we ended season two. Two months ago, we thought, why don't we take a break? Let's settle in. Yeah. We'll, we'll learn about things that we don't know yet regarding podcasting. We'll get better. We'll come back with a great marketing program and all that stuff. How'd and that work out for you? Well, I started last week. <laughs> kind of procrastinated. What? <laughs> so, uh, What'd you learn? Not much. I, I actually learned that we pretty much have a good, I think we got a good handle on this. You know what I did notice, though? I was looking at some of our stats. This one is amazing. Oh, wait. Before we get into this, I got to talk about the other people in the room. And when I say the other people, I mean... Not Kathy Ferris. Oh, and to my right, we have Leanne Bravo, our manager, back from Bravo Talent Group. What a, what a start right out of the gates. Yeah, Kathy's not here either, so let's go yeah, find out. Yeah, what's her deal? Well, she did leave a voicemail message. you want to hear this? Oh, yeah, all right. Hi, Rick. It's Kathy. Uh, I'm going to be a little late tonight, and by a little late, I mean I'm not going to be able to make it at all. So, hope you're good, and let's... Catch up soon. Bye. Sounds like she's trying to get out of something. Yeah, seriously. Is she going on strike? Is this about COVID? I don't think so. Should we give her a call? Yeah, go for it. What do you think she's really doing right now? Watching Dateline. Probably. Hello? Snack cakes. Hi. <clears throat> Looking for Kathy Ferris. Um, hold on. Mom? Huh? Hi, Kathy. <laughs> yeah? Uh, what's going on? We're recording a podcast. You couldn't make it tonight? I got a lot going on here. Okay. Yeah. Something more important than the podcast? What's happened in the last month since we've taken some time off is that um, I am now leading a subreddit group on air fryers, and it is off the chain. Really? And I'm, yeah. <laughs> off the chain? Yeah, yeah. Is it about Guy Fieri uh, air fryers or what? It's about them all. 
it's what I live. There's like 11 of us right now, and yeah. it gets really um, intense. Can I tell you that in the last 24 hours, three separate people that I'm friends with on Facebook have posted about getting air fryers? So I think, well, I think you're onto something. Right, and this is legit. This is what's happening right now. Okay. Well, you, you stick to that, and um, we'll give you a, a uh, an excused absence tonight, and we'll see you next week, right? Um, sure. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, let's do next week. Cool. All right. All right, Kathy, you take care. <laughs> Bye. All right, thank Bye, you. Kath. That doesn't bode well. Yeah, that is a little bit of a distancing maneuver there. If you pay attention to the semantics of her. I always do, yeah. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah what's that called? Uh, listening. Listening, that's right. Anyway. Okay, so she's not here, but to my right, we have Leanne. Well, we already talked about Leanne, right? Didn't we do that? Well. Very memorable. Leanne is still here. <laughs> She didn't go anywhere. I want to talk about something. Can we can we start the show and get into it? I mean, we might as well. First of all, how was your break? Um, it was good. I got engaged right after we ended season two. Congratulations, Congratulations. buddy. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Kindergarten went back to in-person learning at the school. Then mm-hmm. first grade went back to in-person learning. Um, I got furloughed. Uh, Medfield TV wants to do a live episode of the Doodle Club, so that's exciting. Wowie. Um and an eight-year-old successfully called out NPR for not doing enough stories on dinosaurs, and that's pretty awesome. And then, because he called them out, obviously NPR had to do a dinosaur story immediately to respond. That's awesome. So that kid is changing the world. Good for him. Um, that's what happened during my break. How about you? Well, let's talk more about the the uh, in the engagement. That's very exciting. I proposed at the Peabody Essex Museum, and then immediately Allie was like, this is where we're having our wedding. Mm-hmm. So that's taken care of. Nice. Uh, they have an exclusive caterer, so that's taken care of. There was a photographer there for the engagement. Allie said she's officially our photographer for the wedding, so that's taken care of. We're doing. We're you doing just need a well. band. Yeah. Chicken or fish or beef, right? And yep. that's it. If anybody has a good recommendation for a wedding band, and I mean like a good recommendation, please uh, pass that along because that's the next step. I like Smear Campaign. They're local. Heard of them? Is that who you're gonna say? Okay, so Leanne Bravo is pantomiming to me. Yes, I am in full agreement. It's an <laughs> audio format. You got to talk. I know, but I is I, I'm not like you. I don't interrupt when yeah. people are telling a story. Yeah, but so. you can say it. It makes. I know, but it's conf- called conversation when it yes, goes. Yes, smear campaign. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to look into him. Jamie Nichols. Nicholson. He listens. I know. To this. I know he listens. Not anymore. You just butchered his name. Yeah, I know. I'm so sorry, Jamie. Yeah, it's Jamie Nicholson. I didn't mess up his name. Yeah, Dude. you did. No, you did. You said Jamie Nichols. I you said totally Jamie Nicholson. Cut me off. You're so full of it. We're still warming up. We took way too long of a break. Never again will we take a long break like that. How was your How was your uh, mini vacation? It was uh, largely uneventful, and uh, increasingly got more and more irritated as time went by. As I see my kids not in school, and um, it's all consuming. Like I'm trying to mm. keep a level head, but. Logic seems to be lost on this town, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But right now, what I'd like to talk about is the success of this show. Pulled some data. Okay. According to Buzzsprout, which is one of the largest uh, host sites for podcasts. I'm sorry, what is it? Buzzsprout. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what the daily downloads are for the DDR, the daily download rate for the show. I figure we'll keep that stuff to ourselves, but I will tell you. That the amount of downloads we get per day puts us, of all podcasts in the world, you're laughing, you think I'm going to come up with some ridiculous number. I'm very proud of this. We're in the top 25%. 
Really? Yeah. Better than Medfield schools. Very good. See, that's why you're here. Okay. So that's pretty good, right? Up 25%. That is impressive. I mean, we're definitely competing with Aunt Martha's croquet corner that she produces, you know, twice a year when she talks into her computer. But then we're also dealing with Smart List and Joe Rogan and Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien. Mike Rowe. You know what? I think that, and I feel this way about the Olympics, podcasting should be just for the wannabes and the amateurs. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Why not? Well, it would just bump us up to at least the top 10% of daily downloads. I don't know. It's just kind of hard to compete with people like Jason Bateman on Smartless. Two other guys, Sean Hayes and what's his face? Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Love him. Yeah, why are you guys listening to this podcast? You should go check out Smartless. (laughs) Just kidding. Don't do that. We're also expanding our international audience. Two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18 foreign countries. I'm going to rip right through them. Canada, Russia, United Kingdom, Brazil, Netherlands, Bulgaria, France, Spain, Andorra. Don't even know where you are. Australia, Ecuador, Indonesia, Ireland, Japan, Mexico, Sweden, Turkey, and Uruguay. Can you tell us where Andorra is? I'm going to guess that it's a small island mm-hmm. in the Pacific Southwest. No. No, it's go- it's going to be in the Caribbean. No. No, it's in the Indies, West Indies. Do you want me to just tell you? No, no, no. Keep guessing. Where do you think? We're going to keep guessing until we get it. Indora. Can you use it in a sentence? Uh, yes. We can go to the baseball game and or uh, just a bar. Oh, I think it's. Do you want a hint? Yeah. Okay. So right now the current temperature there is 57 degrees. Okay, that's good. And it's 106 a.m. Is One, it two, near three, four, five, like six, Turkey seven. or Hungary? Yep. yep. No, it's uh, it's okay. It's east of Spain, six hours away. <laughs> what a compelling game this is. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna tell you. I know, this. I know. It's near Albania. I'm just gonna tell you. It's um, it's in Italy. Okay, that's, that's near not Albania. a country. What? It's near Italy. I thought you said it's in Italy. I'm pretty sure it's in Italy. No. Yes. Why does this say Italy? It's a province. What? No, <laughs> spelled wrong. This one has two R's in it, you knucklehead. A N D O R R A. It's officially a principality of Andorra. Yeah, so that's Spain. It's a, it's a sovereign landlocked microstate on the Iberian Peninsula, I think. Well, right, how, so how I failed that one. Great. Who's listening to us in Mexico or Japan? We don't even speak Japanese. Or in Ireland. I don't even speak Irelandish. <laughs> you know, it could be. Um, I have heard of... Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? I can speak French. Yeah. I have heard of... Niet. That's Russian. People in foreign countries listening to podcasts in order to improve their English. And it could be that we're dumb enough that we're easy to follow along with. Like our vocabulary is pretty small. Mm-hmm. We speak fairly slow. Everything's calm. And, well, not you, Rick, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite ice cream truck, Mike? Chubbs. CNC. CNC Music Factory. No, the ice cream truck. Good God. Remember that song? I do. One of the initiatives that we did pull through on on this break, this uh, hiatus where we were going to get work done. Oh, I'm sorry, Leanne. You're looking at your watch. You have somewhere to be? Well, uh, my kid's back in school, so I... How old is your son? Uh, he will be six in July. Vincent. Great. So what is he in? He's in kindergarten. kindergarten. Nice. Good for him. Full-time. He's loving it. Full-time loving it. Good. Good for him. He deserves it. He should be in school all the time. He's a kid. Okay, so we did a listener survey, Mike. We haven't really looked at these. Okay, so the only person that's looked at the survey results is Leanne. So we said, Leanne, 
pull out some highlights. We don't have to go through all of them, but let's share some stuff on the air. So go for it. All right. So uh, first one is uh, question three. What do you like most about the show? And the answer was great banter. Never know what topic will come up next or what stupid thing will set Mike off next. Mm, Mike. Yeah. See, you're. isn't it funny? You got accused for being the guy that loses his cool. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> All because you like had an aversion what... to two ice cream trucks in a small town. Yeah. Well, Kathy does have a point that when I get heated, it's usually over something dumb. I like that they pointed out what stupid thing will Mike lose his cool over next. Yeah. So people are waiting for it. Yeah. I like that you somewhat try to expose or call out this little bubble we all live in here in Medfield. I like that you bring up topics that are relatable to many where people are probably thinking about them, but don't have conversations about them. Hmm. This would be a good example. Uh, an instance where an example would have been helpful. Like what, what are the conversations that we have that people don't have in public? I feel like people pretty much... You know what the problem well, is with this town? from what I've seen on Facebook recently, most of the conversations that are being had are quite angry and negative and... Yeah, and by the way... Vitriolic. Yeah, like what conversation... Sorry, for the foreign listener that's trying to <clears throat> learn English by listening to us, uh, vitriol is like mm -hmm. very... Uh, a lot of anger yeah. pent up. What Sorry, continue, Rick. This person says that they had Fink as a high school teacher left a great impression on me. Wow. How about that? Who is it? Which kid is that? It's anonymous. Too bad. Well, if you're listening, former student of Mr. Fink's Modern World History or English ninth grade class, uh, why don't you reach out and say hi? Let me know what's up. Would you be working right now if you were a teacher? Would you Would you want to be there five days I, I would want to be there, but I wouldn't be able to because the union wouldn't let Just me. Just a question. Yeah. I saw a sign, and I'm not kidding. And this was not in Medfield, so I'm not knocking a Medfield teacher. But this, this mindset is so laughable. A sign on this person's Prius, not surprised it was a Prius, says, I'm a martyr, not a teacher. Like, this is literally where you people are taking this. Like, this is so extreme. It's like we're sending you into war. Um, another question we asked was, there are lots of fun podcasts out there, but you still listen to this one. Why? It's an interesting show. It doesn't try to be something that it isn't. I hate that. You're three friends in a basement, and it feels like that. I love listening and feeling like I'm in the room with you. I compare you to the other podcasts I listen to, and you are right up there with the entertainment. How about that? That was a nice one, Mike. Someone in Medfield was nice. I'm telling you, the vibe in this town. Yeah, that was a good one. Okay, so anyway, the survey. Can we wrap it up on the survey? Yeah. Is there any other good ones that you wanted to read? I got two good ones left. Okay. Um... Finally, is there anything specific you want to address with us? How is the banter between hosts? Do you like our lineup of guests so far? Who else would you like to see featured on the show? Say whatever you want. It's a free country. And this person says, please address Medfield's lack of understanding of walking, running, and biking etiquette. Yeah, that's a good one. I love it, actually. That should be a Yushanka topic for another time. I feel like we have covered that before. About we, we talk about bicyclists or yeah, cyclists going the wrong direction and yeah just the other day i was pulling out on farm street and i saw two women pushing strollers walking on the right side of the road now if you're familiar with farm street not much of a shoulder yeah that's why my eyebrows went up as soon and as you're walking with traffic coming up on you on your back and you have your two children like in front of you just uh, just know this moms 
pushing your infants or dads. No, they were moms. I could see them. They were in right this there. instance. I'm just for saying future for in any anybody that might do this. You know, I'm not gonna say this is a gender thing or whatever, and I don't want all the like the social justice warriors coming out saying I'm being sexist. I'm just saying I said moms because I saw the moms doing it, and I've never seen a dad do this. And as a dad, I would never do this. You know, walk with your back to traffic. Are you kidding me? Do you know where I learned how to do this? Walk toward, like... Boy Scouts. Like, yes, Boy Scouts. You know how old I was? Eight. 11. Yeah, I was just going to oh. say elementary 11 school. years old. Uh, and it was... Did they hold you back or what? No, it was... <laughs> it, no. I learned that at like seven or eight yeah. in Boy Scouts. Oh, that's funny because you're full of shit because you can't join Boy Scouts until you're Cub 11, Scouts? bro. Is it Cub Scouts? Oh, I'm sorry. I learned that in Cub Scouts when I was like seven or eight. Oh, I, I, I wouldn't know. I wasn't in Cub Scouts. Oh. <laughs> so... I learned it on a walkathon because you wow. just think <laughs> I learned on a. Did you get your safety card? No, it was a walkathon. <laughs> we were raising money for something, Badge. and we were all told to get on the left side of the road. You can see the traffic coming up on you. And these days, you've got cell phones and all kinds of distractions. God knows what people are doing in their cars. So anyway, I think we've appeased. I got guys. one more. Okay. I gotta do it. One more. Okay. No, we'll- no judging from. From anybody here, but I have to read this mm-hmm. one. I've giggled through the whole thing. So, same question. The answer is, I'm hoping you guys land the big one. Moby Dick is out there. Keep <laughs> reaching for the big dick. Don't stop until you're satisfied. You'll get there someday. Hey, guys, why don't we switch gears and talk about some of these social media posts in town that we're seeing? They're not confrontational they're not scathing you know the sky's not falling are there any that exist yeah they're once in a while they pop up and they stick out like a diamond in the rough and i found one the other day can i can i just read this one please do here's somebody who said i need to go home sit down at my computer and rip this social media post off to all thirteen thousand of my fellow neighbors in my town because I got to get it off my chest. This is what this person had to say. The following is a reflection in response to an incident I witnessed yesterday while spending some time outside at the Medfield State Hospital. Now, people all... The Medfield State Hospital is a closed and condemned uh, facility. The campus is open to the public. The town now owns it. We bought it from the state. And it's several acres of property where people like to bring their dogs and go off-leash. It's beautiful. Yep. That's what people say. I just see a bunch of condemned buildings. The property's great. The buildings are boarded up, falling apart, but that's for another day. At any rate, it's going to get good because everyone has an opinion on the Midfield State Hospital. As you just heard, me and Leanne disagree on how beautiful condemned buildings look. Okay, so this person says, The overlook at the Medfield State Hospital isn't a private playground. Mike, did you know that? I did. While a woman sat on her while a woman sat on her phone. She probably sat on a bench using her phone. Okay, but. <laughs> it's very not written. Well, that's because we're not going to school. Look what happens. People can't even make complete sentences. While a woman sat on her phone, her dog Brewster dug gaping holes through the natural ground cover by the benches for 10 minutes, chasing an 
extricated and terrified meadow vole across the path and flinging it in the air like a rag doll. She left behind a 10 by 5 foot swath of pock hold dirt where there had been solid ground cover. Where's this guy going with it? I was going to say, who, and, what is the point? All the while she watched, and when I mentioned that she should keep her on a leash, she even shouted out gleefully, Look, she caught a mouse! She was clearly oblivious to the damage to the grounds and indifferent to the downright cruel behavior. It's a dog. It, going can, after Can I mouse. jump in? Yeah, of course. This is the person that I want writing me a scathing review. Do you hear the mm, adjectives? Yes. Actually, good vocabulary. Syntax is off sometimes. Yeah. This is a shared space and a local gem at that. To be shared, enjoyed, and most of all, respected by all. All this said, there are so many dog owners who respect the place. And he left it at that. Oh, God, there's so many comments. Yeah, I mean, they just go on and on and on. People want to... Can we do oh. a dramatic reading of this? And we're going to read the comments. We're just going to go clockwise, okay? This is what people in Medfield are commenting about now. Stephen, that is why you cannot drive out there anymore. You're pointing to me like I have something to read. You're supposed to read Ned. No, I was handed... Okay, so... <laughs> okay, you want to go back and forth, you and me? Let's yeah. Let's do this. Okay, go ahead. So someone named Tommy writes, I think this takes the cake out of all the soft boats on this page, and there are quite a few. This is either the softest or tied for the softest post I've ever seen on here. Congratulations. Yeah, and then he says, I love this group. Great comedy. It's true, you people. Yeah. Come on. That could have been time better spent with your family, maybe taking your dog for a walk. <laughs> Rick Fink. Holy what? shit, we don't have real problems. It's so true. It is true. So good. Okay. Mike, you had a post that you saw the other day that just cracked you up. Yes. Uh, this is a guy, I, I try to stay off of CCM. I'm on Friends in Medfield. I'm on Friends in Medfield, CCM. The best group there is. Society of Unbothered Neighbors. I'm in several groups. I avoid CCM. I try to avoid all of them, but this one caught my eye, and I really enjoyed it. It was on Society of Unbothered Neighbors, but I think he chose the wrong group to post this in. Mm -hmm. I find those TVs and the gas pumps that play commercials while you fill up <laughs> wicked annoying. On many of them, there is a mute button. It's usually the second from the top on the right, but not always, so try all of them. Okay, I'm glad, because at the Cumberland Farms... I'm getting messages. People are always talking at me. Do this. Do that. Think this way. Vote for that. And then you get confused. Put your kids in school. What? What? You, you hate teachers. Like, it's just all over the place. Getting out of my car, punching a couple buttons into a machine, sticking the nozzle in the car, and just sitting there for about two minutes is almost like a moment of zen until... Until somebody starts screaming at you in a commercial for something. Yeah. Buy a Coke here. Buy the Big Go for 49 cents. Yeah. Two hot dogs, five dollars. Yeah. So I find those TVs in the gas. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Two hot dogs for know. five dollars. I don't buy hot dogs from Cumberland Farms. I find those TVs in the gas pumps that play commercials while you fill up. Wicked annoying. On many of them, there is a mute button. It's usually the second from the top on the right, but not always. So try all of them. <laughs> Millis Gas at the intersection of 109 and 115. The mute button works. The new Alpaca Gas on 109. No mute button works. It also has a higher price than Millis Gas. I often go to Millis Gas. 
<laughs> I went to alpaca once. <laughs> God, I love these posts. I know. And I then, love. And then, and then what do you do? I love a post like this yeah. because it starts off so against the deafening gas pump that's yelling at you while you try to fill up, mm-hmm. and then the mute button is usually the second one from the top on the right. Yeah. Then it just becomes a rambling about other gas stations. The new alpaca gas on 109, no mute button works. It also has higher price than Millis gas. I often go to Millis gas. I went to Alpaca once, and that is enough. <laughs> that's the post. And that's it? Uh, Isn't uh, that the, and on that that's, note. That is, I'm not lying. There's so much negativity. on. We've, we've talked about it before, how we want our Medfield to be more like the Medfield Hampton gang of Baltimore. Yeah. That Facebook group, I... It's insane. It, There's some of uh, our friend Diane or Diana. Yeah, she posted uh, a few days ago. If you don't mind, if you're not embarrassed, what's your middle name? LOL. <laughs> I'm not so joking. There were more than 200 comments. More just, than just, 200 people couldn't scroll past yeah. without answering that question. I know. And were the answers just simply Joseph, John, Elizabeth? Yeah. Karen. It's remarkable. Ronald. So in the comments on this post, yeah. someone says, I went yesterday to Alpaca for the first time. Did you see there's a honeydew drive through going in? I totally agree. I'd rather pump my gas in silence. And someone else posts, I go to the mobile station at Dunkin' Donuts on 109, and they make you put in your zip code. Talk about annoying. <laughs> I go there. It's zip code. Then it's like, do you want to have a car wash? Did I ask for one? No. Like, I'm getting sick of the questions. It's like going to CVS. Phone number? What about it? You have one? Of course I do. Can I have it? No. I don't need your tracking. You know, big brother. What do you... Just just ring me up and get me out of here. That song was not called 1234. It's called 1234 something new. Every time, twice a day, Mm -hmm. usually... Every time I look at the clock and it's 12.34, which happens more frequently than you would guess. I call that Coolio time because the, the clock literally says one, two, three, four. If you have me in your phone, mm-hmm. I implore you, if you see that it is 12.34, you text me immediately. Bonus points if you send a photo of Coolio at 12.34, but I will accept just a text stating Coolio. Exclamation point. Floor. It's funny that you give Coolio all of the credit for incorporating one, two, three, four into music because pretty much every rock song starts with one, two, three, four. No. Yeah, but they don't make a whole song of that. They go one, two, one, two, three, four. They don't do it in order. <laughs> no, no, no. Also, my ATM password. No, that's what that. No, they do that in disco. In rock, it's one, two, three, four, and then some like. Does anything bug you more than when a song starts with the word and? What songs start with and? No I can't think of one offhand now, of course, now that I just said it. There are and songs your, that start with lady. the word. I can, and it drives me insane because what do you mean and? We ha- You haven't been telling me anything. Metallica's uh, best album, And Justice for All, starts with and. And I never thought twice about that. I don't know any songs that start with and. Okay, songs that start with oh, the look. word and. Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls, and I'd give up forever to touch you. 
the song My Way, made famous by Frank Sinatra, written by uh, Paul Anka, I believe. And I did it. No. And now. Uh, yeah. So anyway, it's really annoying when songs start with and when you yeah. haven't been saying it. Yeah, anything. Mike, all three of them that we pointed out. I hear you. We all have our things to get irritated with. For Mike, it's ice cream trucks when there's more than. Look, the people have spoken. They want to see what I'm going to get heated about next. It's mm-hmm. songs that start with and. Things that I get excited about. One, two, three, four mm. by Coolio. Coolio time. The hammer time, bro. Hammer time? That's not a, That's not a time on the clock. One, no, but 12.34, you can literally say, oh, it's Coolio time. Twice a day. Twice a day. Yeah, but. And now that, listener, now that you have heard this, you will be astonished how many times you look at your phone and you go, oh, my God, it's 12.34, Coolio. See, I know I see, like, 12.34 all the time. Yeah. I never would have thought of Coolio. Well, you will now. You'll never unsee that. Nope. You're welcome. Rick is so annoyed. So <laughs> I'm, you know what I'm annoyed so about? I don't think we should have taken the break. We gave ourselves two I months. Agree. Yeah. We gave ourselves two months to do nothing but just get rusty, you know. And the town went rampant without you guys. In the, in the last two months, yeah. the town went from a slow decline to like quick. Dude, dude, this swan this, dive. Medfield black diamond straight. Medfield down. has been was a, a powder keg for quite a while, and then I think it exploded around Thanksgiving, and people have just hated each other ever since. What are you gonna do? Uh, so, Rick, you got yourself into some hot water during our break, which I only know because three or four people texted me uh, asking what you were doing this time. Mm-hmm. One other person said, I this can't wait to listen to your podcast now that I know that this is what Rick Fink is about. That's right. I was knocking the teachers through satire. I took this familiar meme or campaign, Heroes Under the Mask, and I just took the wording out and I replaced it with disparaging comments about a teacher's union who's hijacked our kids' education. And I don't apologize for that that's what's going on i am pro teacher i love you i think you're awesome but let me ask you when we use this term hero when we call somebody a hero i'm gonna ask you three questions did you save a cat out of a tree nope did you shed blood for my country nope did you win seven damn super bowls no okay then you're not a hero that's how it works that's where i stand with the heroes under the mask thing i just feel like if the series is tied two to two We've got our ace going on the mound tonight. Things are looking good. Things are looking good. Wait, what? We got momentum. Dude, it's Mark. We're coming out of this. What are you talking about? It's it's called an analogy. But do not start up the duck boats. We are not having the parade until the job is finished. Kids are in crisis right now. We're, we're praising adults for being heroes for going to work. That is okay. It's a free country. You can do what you want. My gripe that... We've got bigger problem than making teachers feel valued and appreciated. It's making kids feel happy, confident, secure. Teachers are great. Teachers' union sucks. Parents okay. are great. The union pits the parents against the teachers, sits back, watches everybody in town kill each other, and then renegotiates a contract that works in their best interest because we have a spineless and school committee. So then you got an email. So I got an email what? from... The PTO, they were offended by my misuse of their artwork to create satire to deliver a message that's suggesting, hey, maybe we focus on other things. I don't know. But listen to this note. It's really sweet. Hi, Rick. It has come to our attention that Heroes Under the Mask logo has been used without our permission on Concerned Citizens' Facebook page. 
Please know that we find it disrespectful and offensive that you took our initiative showcasing the hardworking teachers and staff and attempted to make a mockery of it. Who wrote this letter? Janie. Okay, Janie, this isn't about you. I'm sorry that you took offense to it, and I'm sorry that you find it disrespectful to your organization. Continue. Please know that we find it disrespectful and offensive that you took our initiative showcasing the hardworking teachers and staff and attempted to make a mockery of it. Please can you remove it from the site and please issue a statement of apology on concerned citizens to all the PTOs and MCPE for using their positive initiative and artwork without permission to slam the teachers union. They assembled, Mike. They got together. They said, oh my God, do you see what's going on here? They misused our artwork. We need to issue a statement. This is not a crisis, people. It's just a stupid post that lived for about an hour. All right, let's go to a commercial. Then when we come back, we'll talk to Dr. Richard Booth from Brown University. He's going to talk to us about negative effects and changes to the brain caused by prolonged exposure to trauma. Small Town Scuttlebutt is brought to you by Mario's Lawn Care. And if you would like to wish Mario a happy birthday, call Mario at 508-359-8016, wish him a happy birthday, and then ask him to take care of your lawn. Rick, what kind of stuff should they be asking for at this time of year? I don't know. Pre-emergent applications. He said to put that on your lawn. Yeah, you want to do that stuff before the plants are popping through the soil. That's when the pre-emergent, that's what they mean, that's what Mario means by pre-emergent application. You're... Is that what pre means? Before? Yeah. Oh, prior to? Okay. The other one, don't rake until it's dry. Don't rake that lawn. You'll just rip it right up like a carpet. Yeah, quit Leave trying to aerate the grass before yeah. it's dried out. Yeah, well, no, please. Everybody knows you don't aerate in the spring. You thatch that. in the spring. You even knew that. Yeah, you thatch in the spring. De-thatch. De-thatch? De-thatch. Oh, you're correcting me now? Yeah. <laughs> You don't want it's not thatching, it's dethatching. Totally makes sense because you're taking up all Yeah, you're taking it out. Last thing, if you're really a discriminating lawn enthusiast, you might get down on your hands and knees like I do and and look at the roots and dig around. You might find some snow mold. Looks kind of webby. Don't worry about it. Mario says it's all gonna go away when that sun comes out and heats up. So you're good. That's Mario's lawn care. He's my landscaper. He could be yours too. What's that phone number again, Michael? 508-359-8016. Happy birthday, Mario. Yeah, 59. Oh, we're also brought to you by ParkStreetBooks.com. Yep. I don't like to read because it hurts my brain, and I'm not very good at it. But when I feel like reading, I go to Park Street Books because they have the books at my reading level. They are New England's largest children's bookstore. How about that? And they're now online parkstreetbooks.com you can buy anything they have in the store including things they don't have in the store because they can go order it for you they're better than amazon they're parkstreetbooks.com and we're back and on the line with us is dr richard booth he's a phd licensed in mental health counseling at brown university and uh, he's certainly an expert on uh, all the uh, emotional and mental effects that uh, quarantine like this has on us. How are you doing today, Dr. Booth? I'm doing blessed. Well, thanks for having you here with us. What is the biggest thing you guys are are dealing with right now? I think the 
biggest thing is just for me, people really seeing how much they're impacted. I think a lot of the things that we're seeing nationally, a lot of the stresses and a lot of the strife and a lot of the discord and people's feelings of fear, anxiety, anger are exacerbated by COVID. When you think of it as in terms of trauma or stress. So trauma is just a, an event or a series of events or circumstances that a person experiences physically or emotionally harmful or life-threatening, and it impacts you across multiple spheres of your life, your mental, physical, social, emotional, spiritual well-being. For this year that has gone by, we've really been exposed to a national trauma where we've been in situations where the very act of communing with another human being, which is sort of one of the most fundamental human things, can lead to death. So we need family, we need social structure, we need that to survive and thrive. And it was taken away from us in an instant. I just feel like the lack of sociability yes. has had such a profound negative effect on our community that yeah. um, I never really understood how much we really need, you know, those social outlets, those time with oh, friends or, or going places. Leanne, who's a, a townie, she's lived here her whole life, she might have a different opinion but when i moved here nine years ago i thought i i coined this town i used to call it perfectville i thought it was just yeah. everything about it was awesome and now you know what i call it i call it suck town because everybody <laughs> in this town has an opinion and nobody lets anyone else have an opinion without combating that opinion because somehow that person's opinion offended me i'm not mm -hmm. sure how that works nowadays people are also now super traumatized. So when the amygdala and your brain goes into trauma mode, what happens is a shutting down of non-essential non tasks, right? Mm -hmm. Rational thought is less possible. And you have an altered perception of the world and yourself. So what I mean by that is, if you were running across the street and the car was going to hit you, and you really sat there and waxed poetic and pontificated about the pros and cons of whether you should go to the left or to the right, or whether the speed of the car will allow you the proper trajectory to jump on the hood at the right moment to roll up and be able to, you don't do that. That mm. would take way too much time. You'd slow down, you'd get hit. Yep. What do you do? You jump out the way. Your brain shuts down your thinking and makes you react to protect yourself. Okay. You're not thinking rationally. You're doing so, so now, yeah, so this is like fight or flight and instinctive fight, flight, or freeze. Okay, yeah, and in, you, you instinctively do, that. and then it alters your perception of the world and your self concept. Mm -hmm. So, prolonged trauma and stress it disrupts all the major systems of your body, right? Yep, so now we're having emotional and physical responses to stress, and it's not leaving us. We can't hang out at Dunkin Donuts or Starbucks on a Saturday nope. for a cup of coffee and hang out anymore. If you and I were going to converse, it would yep. be through text like we've been doing yep. or phone like we've been doing or or maybe yeah. or maybe social media and that's what we do yeah. in this town. And it yeah. there's already this disconnect when you're behind a keyboard in your yeah. house. It's kind of like when you're in your car behind the driver's seat. Like mm -hmm. someone cuts you off at aisle 3 in the grocery store, you just give them the ole and give them a wave yep. and let them go. If you're in a car and someone cuts you off, you're more inclined to flip them off or, or have yeah. some sort of 
visceral reaction, but you're protected. But there's also by trauma in the car. Mm-hmm. Because there's, but in the car, what heightens it is also I could have died or I could have been hurt. So yeah. When you add that specter of trauma, that's a beautiful example. You add the specter of trauma, you see how your automatic responses are automatically blown up. We make a good team here. I just set you up. <laughs> right? Good. <laughs> That's great. We're teaching people stuff. What's it going to take to get out of this? I'm a Jamaican immigrant black male, right? Mm-hmm. Who grew up inner city Boston. Okay. Late 80s, early 90s. So that colors a lot of what I see in the world, as well as I'm a scientist. So I look at things in a wide lens that says everyone's talking about new normal as if it's bad. And they want to return to normal. And I go, well, why do we not create a new normal that is actually good and better? Wait, you want to create a new normal better than the normal we had before the new normal? Yeah. Yeah. How would you do that? One thing would be a normal where people have a better understanding of and a freedom to express vulnerabilities, fear, trauma, and get help and seek for it. Nationally, depending on what statistics, but probably one in four had been exposed to trauma. Right. Mm-hmm. It's now changed to 100 percent. Yeah, I guess every I mean, it's unavoidable, right? Everybody It's unavoidable. But now what so, about tolerance? I mean, some people might not be affected by this at all. Right. Somebody who was already uh, an introvert and like to be okay. alone. Now, even let's, let's go with this introvert that likes to be alone. Human beings were physiologically designed to be around other people. We need other people. If you look at us. Right. We're not very strong animals. We don't have sharp teeth. We don't have claws. We have brains in each other and opposable thumbs. Yep. So if I'm an introvert and I like being by myself, one, that's a rare person. Two, even they like to be around other people. It's just maybe not in the same capacity or the same frequency of others. Right. And what's been taken away from people is that one word that we love choice, right? Mm-hmm. So how do we get it so that People are able to actually learn about what's going on with their bodies, their minds, and why they're doing that. We need people to start being able to talk and converse about it so that everyone has an understanding that, hey, all of us have been impacted by it. Could you give us two or three takeaways from this interview? One, understand that we have to increase our forgiveness, leeway, understanding of other people as well as ourselves for acting uncharacteristic because we are literally living during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. We're living in a time where people were hoarding toilet paper. I think, too, we then have to start creating spaces where people are learning about these things. And then we have to start creating spaces where we learn self-care, where we learn how to take care of ourselves, bring ourselves and our levels of arousal down, start and this, these are all internal things I'm talking about because externally, the world is going to have to be made more safe. Yep. But internally, learning self-care. So people need to start doing that. Yeah. Making allowances for each other and actually creating spaces where we can be open and talk and communicate. But we have to start taking care of ourselves and looking at those domains and prioritizing that and making sure we're doing well within the structures that we're creating in the spaces that we're living, whether it's school, our job, at home, all these things. I would like to end on a positive note. You are the guy that I feel like I should call the next time (laughs) I wake up on the wrong side of the bed. You just seem to have a a happy disposition. It's really active and perspective. So I look at perspective. I see the fact that situations of trauma that I witnessed that most people shouldn't, it's made me appreciate when things aren't that way. And by being able to 
be out of the trauma and then have perspective on it and literally know how it's impacted you. It's given me the opportunity to do a lot of self-care and take care of myself and appreciate. So one of the things is sort of being aware of what's going on around you, being present in the moment. I would like everyone right now who's listening to do this one thing that will change your life. We have the ability to positively affirm ourselves. And people will say, I don't have time. I don't want to do all that. And I say, there's a time where everyone right now, we brush our teeth at least twice a day. And chances are we're doing it in front of a mirror. Mm-hmm. So every morning and every night, you need to be the first person you see telling yourself something good about yourself that you like, that you've done. And at night as you brush your teeth before you go to bed, be the last voice that tells yourself something good about yourself that you like, that you love, that you appreciate. Yeah. Everybody, when you look at yourself brushing your teeth, tell yourself you look good today. (laughs) Tell yourself you're... you look good. Something that they value. I'm really smart. Yeah. If you value that. If you value... You know, if you said my value is today, I want to run five miles and you did it, then you need to praise the hell out of yourself. Like whatever it is, it doesn't have to be earth shattering. Mm -hmm. It just has to be something that values you. All right. I love it. Thank you. I needed this Mm -hmm. conversation. Thank you. I think Medfield needed it. Dr. Booth, thank you very much for coming in. And if if anyone wants to see RichardBoothPhD.com. RichardBoothPhD.com. And what are they going to find there? They would find information on me and the services I provide and the description of what I do. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. All right. right. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Take care, buddy. Okay. So that was Dr. Richard Booth from Brown University helping us understand the human brain as it gets exposed to trauma. Mike, could you get us out of this first show of our third season? Please. Sure thing, Rick. What did we learn this week? We learned Kathy is really bad at excuses. We learned that uh, we should understand that everyone is dealing with some kind of trauma and we should have some perspective in that. We learned that 1234 is Coolio time and I just ruined that time for Leanne for the rest of her life. I got engaged. We also learned that Rick made an impression on exactly one kid that he taught. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Town Scuttlebutt. And thanks for listening. I'm Mike Page. I'm Rick Fink Jr. And I'm Leanne Bravo. And I'm reminding Mike that he also forgot to introduce next week's guest. Mr. OK, Otis Key. Former Harlem Globetrotter. We had him on quite a while ago. Let's get him back on and we'll talk about fun stuff. All the fun things about traveling the world on the Harlem Globetrotters. And we'll start talking March Madness because I'm going to make some bank this year with my bracket. (laughs) But never mind all that. I'm going to find out what his nickname is for me. That's right. What was mine again? Mr. Finesse. That's right. Mine was fill in the blank. Guys, it's Small Town Scuttlebutt. I hope you come back next week. Tell a friend, subscribe, all that stuff. Nailed it. Nailed it. See you later, guys. See ya. We're going to be so much better next week, I promise. Bye.